Hello, and welcome to Gotta Get Out of This Franchise, a podcast about tokusatsu crossovers today. I am your host, Fletcher, and with me is Fletcher, Fletcher, and Fletcher. And today we're going to discuss, because Gotcha Man Crowds has opened the door to so many new exciting things I can tell you about, the various times that Sentai and Tokusatsu and other things have had major recurring crossovers. So we're going to start off of Gotcha Man because it seems that, you know, the company behind them, Tatsunoko, came up with the idea a time or two of let's throw a lot of these similar characters together in one pot. And a very recent one, which I'm not going to spoil much of because I suspect that once our hosts become aware of it, they might look into it themselves, is Infinity Force. Uh, that is Infini hashtag Infini dash T. Could you tell that I have not had coffee right now? Force. And it's a CG anime which decides to mash up Gotcha Man, Kasan, or Kasern, depending on what localization you're familiar with. Tatsunoko stuff came over here in a lot of weird ways in the past. Uh, Hurricane Polymar and Tekamon, the Space Knight, a.k.a. Tekamon Blade, or a few other series you might have run into in your years of anime diving. So, Infinity Force decides to ask the question, what if you got a magic wish-granting artifact and you found out that you could summon all of your favorite Tatsunoko heroes, the Infinity Force? Well, it turns out a young girl named Amy does that because she has a real bland life and then some crap goes down and a weird supervillain named Z drops a thing that responds to her when she picks it up, and it turns into a magic pencil. So, as a result, she starts creating things, bringing heroes to life, bringing them in. And this series seems to have had a troubled uh, debut in the West. It got... One series, it got a film, which basically added a little more Gachamon in, but did the, can we trust each other, is my greatest friend, my biggest foe, and it hasn't been heard from since, aside from a manga, which is still ongoing, but seems to have just been dropped quietly by its English publisher of Udon. You might know them from a lot of different art books and uh, compilations. You know, they've done some of the really good Capcom art books. They've done a few comics. But they were putting out this manga for four volumes, and they seem to have no interest in resuming. I'm guessing it sold like crap or the deal didn't last long. Whatever the case, there is no complete legal translation of the ongoing series, so I'm sure that some of you know ways to do that. I'm very much against that, but I'm also not going to tell you that 
you should just be content with an incomplete product if you've paid for those first four and suddenly find yourself wanting more. Hmm. But the other one, which ties back to the main component of this show, would be the series known as Compatihero, or almost, and still kind of, The Great Battle. See, Bandai also had the idea that we have all these characters, but it's incredibly hard to make a Gundam and a Kamen Rider and an Ultraman function at the same scale. And then someone goes, well, what about SD versions of everybody? And that dude got a promotion and the first round of whiskey that night. So, Compatihero is an SD spin-off series of, again, the main three tend to be Kamen Rider, Ultraman, Gundam, but so many different characters under the Bandai logo have uh, ended up in these at different times. Mazinger, Getter Robo, Devilman, there's been some Godzilla. Uh, a few of them have decided, hey, maybe we're just going to turn this whole thing into a sports series. Maybe this time they're going to be in a pinball or look out. This one is nothing but a pachinko machine that you can play on your SNES. It went a lot of places. This series might be dead. The last one came out in the Vita era, but it sort of started merging with the Super Robot Wars series by the end. It just kind of... Okay, we know exactly what this is. The superhero operations and then superhero generation. It's like, hmm, this sounds familiar, and oh, it's a, it's a strategy RPG now, huh? Okay. Yeah, I see where this is going. But these are very weird games, especially the Super Nintendo ones, which went with Pachinko, and Battle Soccer, and some Dodgeball games, and a Kart Racer, and Pinball, and then there's the whole thing where there is the series that was just called The Great Battle, or SD The Great Battle. That one almost came to the West. There are ads, and there was a box art for an English release that was just called The Great Battle instead of SD The Great Battle. And nobody's ever found a dump of it. It's likely that it didn't get much farther than testing the waters. Who knows if something in the legal department came up, but, you know, it did not make its way here. However, if you want to mess with them, they don't require a lot of English knowledge. Well, okay, the main series don't. The, um, the spinoffs, the SRPG might require a little more, and you don't need a lot in the main game. But some of the sports titles, you might want to know what the ranks look like in Japanese. Anyhow, they get weird. So you have side-scrollers. You have belt-scrolling beat-em-ups. You have... Wait, they're all in a western now? This game's a Bomberman clone? Okay, these got weird. Uh, they're definitely worth looking into if you, say, happen to have a mister around. Or maybe just a weird flash cart. And 
again, they go some odd places, so maybe try. I think maybe one of them came to the West on the 3DS in a digital form. I thought I remembered reading that, but looking over my notes, I can't find the title. Uh, if I discover it again after this recording session, it will be in the notes for this episode. But, you know, this is the kind of thing that happens when you have media conglomerates and just a lot of properties of compatible nature that someone goes, well, you're not using that, or the other department needs to do something, you know, the video game department is trying to find anything to do with Common Rider. Common Rider Club sucked. What if we throw them in with Gundam? Uh, also, don't play Common Rider Club. Don't play any of the Famicom Common Rider games, really. That's a story I think I've told in passing before, but let's not do that. And finally, I will mention that as of the time this recording is going to come out, we are in the week of Fujioka, a.k.a. the original Takeshi Hongo Kamen Rider 1's birthday. He's still with us, still looks excellent. He is the king of the daddies in the Kamen Rider franchise. And let me tell you, celebrate that man while we have him, because while his kid seems to be trying to get into the acting game, he's not got his pop's experience, chops, or hard looks yet. Good luck to you, kid. And good luck to you, fair listeners. I hope you have a wonderful time, and the regular hosts will be back next week with something or other. I believe they're aiming for more Common Rider Ryuki. That's all for this evening, and if you like this, or just want to hear my continued melodic voice dig itself a deeper hole every time I speak, you can always find me at hellscaper.com or at getoutofthistown.com, where I am one of three queers hosting a pop-punk podcast going through the 2000s and the genre itself for the first time. Thank you, and have a lovely evening. Or afternoon. Enjoy the rest of whenever you're listening to this.